You're listening to You Should Read This, a comic book and graphic novel review and discussion podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Alan. And uh, we're here. This is a special. Alan, do you hear that? What? Uh, sounds... That? It sounds like Updog. <laughs> oh, no. Ryan, is that? That's Boys, not... I know it that can't. you guys have your own podcast now and you think you know how to open this. Let's let a professional do it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. That's right. I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, another yeah. Stunned I'm Alan. Chewy, you're next. Do you forget I'm trying to works? think of which thing busts in un- uninvited. Uh, Do you want to? Oh, man. Uh, hey, it's me. It's Chewy. What's going on? Yeah. Do you guys want to redo this one? No. No. <laughs> no. Nope. This, is, this is wrong. This is what it is. Much, is, like Miley, what... much like Miley Cyrus, sad from a broken heart and wearing her underwear, I came in like a wrecking ball. It's me, Ian. Here's Ryan. <laughs> ah. There it is. Oh, good one. All right. That happened. Okay, sorry. Uh, I, I needed to... Uh, there was there's, there's one person who wanted to hear that, and now they've heard it. And now, <laughs> now they've heard it. like a well, wrecking ball. They sort of heard it. It was <sighs> disjointed at best. You want to All right, so, so, so listeners, what's going on is we got the gang back together. Uh, those of you who don't know, we used to do a show called Four Color Commentary. Uh, it was us four, and uh, we're coming back to talk about a book that uh, has haunted us it, it for, has, for half definitely. a decade, and, and, and uh, we're finally here to exercise to, the demons. Contrary to popular belief, it's not haunt. Just saying, <laughs> it's not haunt. It could have been, but Wait, it's Can not. we change the book now, like last yeah, second? Yeah, let's we're gonna, do it, God. like right now. Oh gosh! Why right, should? Go why wasn't it podcast? And when we come back, we all will have read Haunt. Ready? Okay, let's do the no, thing where we say that. we're gonna pause the podcast and take hours, but then to the listener, it'll just be like a second. Yeah. No, and I, they won't I don't. Even know I don't that actually. There was a pause. No, no, we're okay. doing the other book. This is my oh, podcast okay. now. All right. Look oh. at me. Look at me. <laughs> I am the <laughs> I'm captain now. The captain now. <laughs> is that uh, what you're for? What, what you are for Halloween, Captain Captain America? <laughs> Ryan, I've been mm. on your show, so I know how it works. This is new for yeah, Chewy. True. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, we're halfway through the second season, so it's not like you guys couldn't have listened to an episode. And no. Okay, okay, okay. Can you, be, okay. Can you be? Look at me, look at me. I am the Captain America now. <laughs> Somebody make that meme. Just Photoshop Chris Evans' face. Chewy, on you're there. aware we don't have to come up with titles for this one. This is this. No, is, we don't. This is we just call it the name it. of the book we're reading. Okay. So speaking of which, no, the name of the book we're reading. Is uh, Ghosted. We're reading Ghosted Volume One. It's a book from Image Skybound. Uh, came out in right around when we started the show, twenty something. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I remember. Oh, uh, uh, twenty thirteen is when this book oh came boy. out. Didn't we first read this issue? Six it was. Um, I think we read it our first Halloween episode. Yeah, wasn't it was the Garden Grove House, wasn't it? Mm, Gosh, well, was it? <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, tell 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 the three listeners. <laughs> 
all Wait, the places we, where we've lived. Are we supposed to talk about our Twitters? Uh, <laughs> no, I oh, mean, do, oh we'll yeah, do, let's do the intros. Okay. Do the intros. Uh, Go, Ready, I, Alan. <laughs> it's like an unholy union of our two shows. Oh, Jesus. Guys, this is I, really well rehearsed. We spent hours. We... There was a there was a spent <sighs> through a drinking. I mean, I'm not my name. Okay, ready? We're gonna do this fast. Ready? <laughs> yeah, we are. My name is Alan. And I like all sorts of things, but uh, manga and uh, and web comics are my niche. Wow, I forgot that part. Uh, you can find me at marginally talented, M R G N L Y talented on Twitter. But now you can just spell out marginally talented on Instagram to see uh, where I draw stuff. Sick. Well, I guess that means it's my turn. Uh, I'm Chewy. You may remember me from. Hi, I'm Chewy. You might remember me from such podcasts as Four Color Commentary. Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, you might say that I like a certain type of comic. Uh, maybe a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, uh, a little bit more horrifying. Tis the season for those types of comics. Um. If you want to see my infrequent tweets, which probably are more to do with Inktober posts at this point and sports, uh, it's going to be at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-R. Well, whoa, I messed up. (laughs) I can't spell it anymore. I don't go on Twitter anymore. (laughs) It's true. It just tells you when he's drank beer. It just tells you when I drink beer. Or post on Instagram. When I've drawn and stuff like that, um, it's going to be C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. It's E-L underscore former mentioned name there. Uh, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk some scary comics. Let's do it. Bring me back into it. Uh, hey guys, I'm Ian. You might know me from a previous episode of this podcast where uh, I took with these two guys about the new weird X-Men books, which is kind Te- of my... Technically, it's a future episode. Oh, the really future episode. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's the House of X I mean, and the X-Men, Powers of so it's, X. It's, it's there's time timey, doesn't I mean. matter. Time is... Time is time is a flat circle. Um, so, uh, but you guys can hear me on that later. But that's that's kind of a good preview because I tend to like superhero comics. Uh, although I've been a little out of superhero comics, but I was looking at like some of the new DC Black Label stuff. Looks awesome. Like, Je- is Jeff Lemire writing a Joker book? Yes, he is. That's I think Zach Wild is doing something with it. I don't know. Anyway, but I tend to like that sort of stuff, except for Green Lantern. Actually, I'm okay with Green that Lantern. Was hey, okay. HBO series. That's great for you, Alan. You excited? great I, I read the article of ryan Simon just now yeah i'm excited about that too i guess um and yeah so i tend to like the big two stuff or well i tend to represent it for better or worse on our old show so and hopefully in the future episode you'll think it's better we'll see hi i'm ryan hi ryan uh, i like hey ryan hey guys uh i honestly don't remember what i say i, I like science fiction books and like weird stuff and i complain about the big two being boring and dumb and uh i bring the weird books weird books indie books um and also children's comics mm-hmm. is that it the thing, Ryan. i think there was What's a thing. thing what was the oh, thing? comics thing. is art comics is literature ah there it is yeah there, there it is, is. <laughs> <laughs> birthday uh and then uh i'm on twitter and instagram ryan Roop, r-y-a-n-r-u-p-p-e guys we're jj abramsing this entire thing hey remember when we said this remember that in, remember in remember that? I was, I was wondering remember? how you put lens flare in a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can. We're 
I can do it. It's just like heavy breathing or something. See you at another time, brother. So we're talking about ghost ghosted. Yeah, we're talking ghosted. about ghosted. Um, we're ta- we read the first issue in literally like five years ago, four or five years ago, um, and now we've read the entire first trade. Um, it's out on Image and Skybound, written by Joshua Williamson. He's also the creator of the series Ghosted. Uh, art is Goran Suzuka. Uh, Miroslav Merva does colors. Russ Wooten does letters. Um, and did, uh, it's like, did you say that he's also the creator of the series named Ghosted? He's he's like the official creator is Joshua Williamson. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. I was just, I was just making sure. <laughs> Riveting. Uh, so well, he, said, he said the book was ghosted, and then he said he's also the official creator of the series named Ghosted. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's this one. Alan, is that Sorry, Coke or I whiskey? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> I should have poured myself a drink. Um, Choose your own All right, so, so it's a ghost heist book, man. Yeah, um, it is. Is it? Yeah, uh, no, no, it's yeah, not. I don't know. So, so Alan, let's. So, one wrong. of the things that that we've we've developed in the other show, and in used to read this, uh, that I think is is fantastic, and Alan really likes to to remind me to do because I never actually pay attention to what we're supposed to talk about on the show, uh, is elevator pitches. It's my favorite part of the show. So, in case uh, you haven't listened before, elevator pitches where you get about a minute to describe uh, as much or as little about the book as you would like, as long as it sort of describes what the book is about. Imagine you're uh, trying to tell somebody about the book and uh, that you really just kind of want to get the main points across. Um, but the short time span means you got to pick stuff. So, we usually get like wildly different interpretations of what each book is. So, Ryan, you want to go first this time since you have a voice now? Yeah, hey, let's do that. Um, so, Ghosted, I'll do my elevator pitch, and then each one of you also has to elevator pitch this. Uh, all right, so my pitch for Ghosted is it is a spooky Ocean's Eleven uh, that involves a haunted house and ghost hunters and a medium and a skeptic. Those are the team, um, and they steal a ghost. Okay. Ghost theft. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, this book is a combination of uh, somebody's interpretation of Ocean's Eleven mixed with House on Haunted Hill uh, that takes adult themes uh, and sort of applies them to a horror genre uh big surprise there and that the main purpose of the book is uh the intent to steal a ghost however really uh there are more machinations at work in the background do do we do an elevator pitch as well or yes yes yeah Yeah, do you want to go first do you want me to go first okay i'll I'll, I'll go first um i haven't seen this movie um, but I caught a snippet, like maybe a five minute snippet of it on TV at my parents' house one time. I would say this is Catch Me If You Can. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, not Catch Me If You Can. Uh, now say, You See Me. Uh, it's, oh, it's Now oh, You See God. Me, the Jesse Eisenberg um, thing. Uh, it's if now you'd like you to hear Ryan and I's thoughts on it, we, we, watched, set, we watched that movie. Set in a, uh, in a haunted house. That's fair. I like that one. It's not I feel at like, all bad. I, I mean, look, man. I, like, now you see me. I have not if you've seen only the movie, seen five minutes I've of Now You See Me, I guess you might be right. But that's, 
But hey, I mean, if you're going to try to get somebody to read this book, then that explanation is not terrible. Ian, oh, what do you got? Am I going to give the, the deepest explanation here? Am I going to yeah. say I like tried to look past the, 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 the text that is there and tried to find what the meaning of the story was? I don't you know. Say the Are meaning? you? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Super uh, action bros. Even though bro. the main character states, uh, yes, it is, it is a story about a heist that involves getting a ghost out of a house for a rich old man. But truly, it is a story, whether the main character likes it or not, about redemption. Um, and not redemption of himself, but redemption of a former act and making sure that act would never happen again, much like Batman. So it's Batman and stealing a ghost, Alan's two favorite things. Jeez, I hate that. <laughs> That's terrible. How dare you? I mean, I'm I, I'm just going to, spoiler alert, I'm, I, I shouldn't compare this book to any Batman book. I, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, that's a very good point. Okay. So I think that we all agree that one of the main themes is this, I mean, the, the, when we went back and read it, the thing, uh, that I hated the most was the line, we're going to steal a ghost because it made me so angry at how dumb it was. And little did I know that we would read in the future, many, many more dumb books, but, uh, (laughs) this one still holds a special place in my heart with being so stupid. Okay. And, um, that being said, Alan uh, has been haunted by this book. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ever true. since. Oh oh oh! Wait, sorry, wrong. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, this is, a, this is a spoopy guy. episode, everybody. That's I've been spooky. I've been morbidly intrigued, uh, <laughs> but with like wanting to read the rest to see where the story goes. Like, do they actually ever end up stealing a ghost? And you know what? Still not. Super glad I did, but we did it. So, <laughs> well, he, okay. Here's my defense of the stealing a ghost plot line, which is that we I didn't think about because I I remember when you said you're like this is stupid. How are they going to do that? And none of us thought like, hey, what if a person gets possessed by a ghost and they take the possessed person away yeah, and then a, unpossess them somewhere else? Yeah, like that's a lie. perfect conveyance for stealing what, a ghost. When when I came across that, there was a little bit of me that was like. <laughs> I was so jealous of this comic book because I was like, oh, I should have known better. I um, thought for sure we were going to get some sort of Ghostbusters action and there was going to be like a totem a or a box. Yeah, a device well, of some he kind. Was, he made a big deal about the two Ghost Hunter brother guys and like he's like, I want their tech. So, mm-hmm. you you know, I, I, I was kind of like, okay, they're going to, you know, like have some sort of thing that maybe they think doesn't actually work but actually does work. and Like nope. some sort of ghost like a like a the proton pack or it's some mm-hmm. sort of trap yeah, yeah. that's what i thought like some sort of a creepy doll i don't know yeah but instead <laughs> they just doll. have sort of like standard crappy ghost hunters stuff or ghost adventures it's really would you guys okay you, chewy you and I, I, I would compare i would compare the two paranormal hunters to be closer to uh ghost hunters than ghost adventures because they're le- they're less confrontational and all like oh like yeah tech and there's also like a that. fat one and a thin one which if i remember ghost hunters correctly yeah, there was hunters, a big boy yeah. and a dude with a now, thin one now, with a hat now back on the air as ghost hunters with a thin one and the fat one is on ghost nation <laughs> fun fact oh they they had a they had a break there it's it's yeah, the, yeah i think so somebody Quote got more unquote, money. amicable it's it's know. like what we did for the podcast, but there was no money involved. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, I just um, gave I just gave Chewy and five we're still bucks friends. and said thank you for your service. What you gave Chewy five bucks? <laughs> five whole dollars. Five big ones. It's like that. That's like that. That meme. It's like you guys are getting paid. <laughs> 
Um, let's um, talk about the uh, the characters real quick. We'll, yeah. we'll introduce oh, the players because we've already talked about the two the two brothers, right? With your yeah. Jay and it's Joe just, Burns, it's by just the way. Two brothers. It's just it's just, it's two, just brothers. two brothers. It's a reference um, to something. I don't know what it is. The um, the main the main uh, bad guy, I guess. When, like the the whole like MacGuffin yeah. is this old man who uh, is very rich, and I am blanking on his name right now. Um, it's probably like something evil. It like, sounds evil. It's like Schechner or something rich, like that. Rich Oldman. Yeah, Rich Oldman. Anyway, he comes to... Uh, Marcus Marcus with a K. That's M-A-R-K-U-S. That's how he evil. Jackson. Um, <laughs> last name... Jackson. Marcus. Jackson. Marcus, yeah, Marcus. Jackson. So, is it really Jackson? It is. I think, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So, uh, Marcus Jackson is like the... Um, He's the main character, quote unquote. Like he's the dude uh, that apparently botched a casino heist so bad. No, no, that... no, no. You're you're thinking oh, of okay. Mr. Winters. No, wait. I'm thinking of wait. Marcus, Marcus Jackson, Jackson is wait, the rich. We're old not talking guy. about this, the rich old man. Mm, no, rich old man says. is is Mr. Shrekin. Yeah. Guys, you can see how I mean, you listeners, you can see how memorable all of these characters are. We remember their names. Uh, we remember everything about them. <laughs> yeah, Winters is the is our is our main like uh, reader. Oh, inserts. maybe his name is Jackson Winters. Then. Look, there's Danny Ocean. That's just what his name Shrekin. is. <laughs> Marcus Shrekin, Jackson Winters. I'm gonna okay. come up. Marcus with Marcus Shrekin is the is the old man who wants the ghost stolen. Yeah. Yes. Jackson Winters is the Danny Ocean. The, yeah. The Danny Ocean. Uh, we guy. have we have Anderson Lake, who is the killy lady, lady who likes to kill. Femme f- the femme widow. fatale. Okay. Yeah, the femme fatale. The female um, Dolph Lundgren, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And then we have the two ghosty boys. Yeah. The ghosty have, ghost hunters. Oh, here we go. I got to the part that has all the things, all the players. We've Jane got Joe Burns, Oliver the ghost King. Trappers. Oliver, uh, King. Oliver King, who is the skeptic. We have Robbie Trick, who is the old school stage magician, who's seen everything. Uh, what's, uh, who? Okay, who is that in? Uh, oh, is it Carl Reiner in in Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, that's 11? Carl Reiner. Yeah. Oh God, uh, I would love to see Carl Reiner possessed by a ghost. That would be the greatest have, thing I've ever seen in my life. Edzia Resnack, and she's the medium. Uh, yeah, someone wanted she's to draw death from from Sandman. She's basically yeah. basically Lydia Dietz. Yes, that too. Um, <laughs> that too. Super into uh, the cure. <laughs> Su- <laughs> she might as well be called Susie Sue because that's what that's what we're <laughs> we're basing it off here. That's what we're going with. Susie yeah. Sue and her banshees. Yeah, Susie well, Susie Sue and all banshees. the ghosts too. Um, yeah. Man, I, I think my favorite name is Robbie Trick though. And yeah. then what's the other guy's name? Is it, it sounds like a BM, it? like a yeah. like a BMX guy or like a motocross guy. Robbie Trick. Yeah. Robbie Trick. He's, he's like an old, an old. Well, wait a minute. What about the skeptic magician? dude? You guys that's forgot Oliver King. I, I told you it's Oliver, Oliver King. King. Okay, I didn't hear you mention him. Oh, okay. You mean Brad Pitt? Okay. Oliver. Because he's like no, the he's best not eating friend. in every scene though. I mean, he might have. Nobody's complaining about something in every oh, scene. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, God. Yeah. Never stops complaining. <sighs> I have thoughts on this book, guys. Okay. Well. We just did the characters and we did our pitch. So let's do the the part where we talk about what this book actually is. So um, we explained it a little bit before that uh, Winters, right? Jackson Winters, the old yeah. guy. No, Marcus. That's Marcus. What? Marcus Winters. Marcus Mike, Shrekin is Shrekin. the old guy. Man, I can't. You're killing me, Alan. Somebody else take this from me. I'm old just guy and Danny Ocean. Doesn't matter what their names are. 
So they break Danny Ocean out of prison. They're like, hey, man, here you're the best thief in the world. Well, guess what? I need you to go to this haunted house and steal me a ghost. And then the guy, then the old man looks right at the page up up at us. Cause like, so that way, like he's talking to Alan because he wants to see Alan's reaction. And then he looks back at the other characters. Um, and so he gets the team together and they're going to go to this house and steal a ghost. But turns out there's some other stuff going on, some secrets, just like in a heist movie. Yeah, there's, there's some subterfuge about. happening. And it's very clear that the house is some combination of Hill House and the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, it's like, like I, never got, I never got the Winchester feeling. It just feels like House on Hunt Hill. It, it feels like a death house. Well, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, it's not actually the, res- the resemblance to the Winchester Mystery House uh, quite a bit. They're like, this isn't Winchester, it, all right. It, it's it's more. But don't they say like, the, oh, there's hidden corridors and it's more the haunting stuff. of Hill House, if it's anything. It's the haunting. That's what it yeah. is. Which is like, there's this long storied past here of all these people who have died here. Uh, but it, yeah, but okay. the difference between this and that one is that one's like all purely ghost stuff, and this one's like there was some crazy people who loved to murder who lived here. So it's kind of like uh, if you thought H H Holmes was bad. How about a whole family of them? <laughs> no, it's kind of like it's kind of yeah, like basically. Ch- Chewie, you'll understand this because you've seen. Amer- it's kind of like the first wow. season of American Horror Story. If anybody's watched yeah. that, which yeah. is there's this haunted house and all this nefarious, evil stuff has happened in this right. location. It's an time. evil house. Uh, gotcha. It's almost a little. I would almost even say the the Shining esque in the sense that it is like yeah, it's a place like that overlook. is evil. Um, that just has all this evil that's in there. Um, speaking of speaking of evil and ghosts, like this is not. I mean, it's not like a uh, like a Final Destination. The ghosts influence like stuff around them. This is literally like a ghost will materialize and stab you, and then like I yes. guess suck you into the nether realm. I don't know what happens here, but these are not ghosts. These are just straight up like. I guess poltergeist would be the closest yeah. thing, no, right? It's not what Ghouls? A poltergeist is. I have a but... question about this book. Well, let's should we explain? I want to know why why it's not what a poltergeist. Kind of, yeah, uh, poltergeists typically have a human agent that aids them in manifesting through psychokinetic energy, also known as a PK agent. Um, so it's not really like the movie Poltergeist. Um, I've been watching a lot of ghost stuff this spooky season. By the way, <laughs> thank, if you, thank you, Doctor Venkman. I appreciate your <laughs> nice. But it's um, yes, yeah, it'd be some sort of like demonic thing a ghost thing a it ghoul. seems demonic yeah yeah i mean it's definitely not good and it's not phys- like it's not like a human body no it doesn't seem like these are well it's supposedly it's supposed to be ghosts right they keep saying ghosts as if like these right. are the ghosts of the people that died but they're all like demon looking and monstrous and just straight up killing people and like i don't know ghosts interacting with with physical anything always makes me a little like this isn't a ghost story at this point. This is some other kind of thing that's happening. I think they're and, just using ghosts as stand-ins for any sort of like supernatural presence. Yeah, yeah it's not just like some guy doing it. I yeah, mean, that's true. I don't mind ghosts interacting with physical things. What I don't like yeah. is when they have like carnage venom powers where they can like turn parts of their body into sharp yeah. objects and, and stab you with a them. Scythe. And like, so this yeah. thing can go through me, but now it can also stab me. So it can choose to be physically material and not material. You're breaking all like, sorts of ghost rules. Ghost. Like, I don't know, man. What if, yeah, right? like, like, what if the I feel ghost... like that follows Casper rules. Casper, Casper could rules. be immaterial or he could be solid. None of these ghosts where does, ask if where they does could does keep me. Where fit on this though? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Can the ghosts eat hot dogs? 
Well, That's Slimer never ate the hot dogs. He more just like ingested them and like the ectoplasm like dissolved them, but they didn't stay inside of him. They still fell through it. Guys, you know? fun fact: I, I ate a menu item at Universal Studios at their Halloween Horror Nights for their Ghostbusters maze called the Slimer's Dirty Water Dog, and it was a <laughs> hot dog covered in green nacho cheese uh. with little red dots on it, to as if to say, "Hey, this is a dirty New York hot dog that went through a ghost, and now you're putting that in your body." <laughs> What is wrong with you? It was if disgusting. Like, if, if you and like I sent it to our food. old roommate, Matt, and he said, that looks delicious. I yeah. ate it almost on a dare. Hey, kid. Can you, you send like, me this you picture? Like can oh, you yes. take a picture? Street food? Please send it to yes, me. Yes, absolutely. Well, what I'll about you. disgusting New York street food? Well, what if we run that through the digestive tract of a ghost? There's also like the Zool... Um, the Zool's like counter breakfast sandwich where it was like a fried egg sandwich. I'm like, that's pretty clever. And then they had they had the uh, killer clowns from outer space. They had a cotton candy donut that you can like they had a, a straw that you could drink the jelly out of, like in the movie where they drink where they drink the jelly they drink out of people's the, brain. They drink blood out of the people in the cotton candy thing. Yeah, they I mean, you know what? I gotta I gotta applaud them for theming, but the food was disgusting. <laughs> so, okay, going back to theming. <laughs> the theming in this book is just sort of like not it's just like what like what's the theme yeah the theme is 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 this a scary book it is is it it's It's, very it's it's it's, scary if you're into that kind of thing this book feels like one of those two things shirts you know those just two things where it's like calvin and Hobbes drawn as as han solo and chewbacca you know it's just like oh i took I think they're going for a peanut butter and chocolate approach with ghost stories and heists. Maybe Alan. I feel like I feel like this book is a Halloween horror nights maze. <laughs> is is what this feels like. You know, Alan, like, have you been to a Halloween horror nights maze? Yes. Oh. No, I've never been. All right. Yeah. It's just teens jumping out and scaring you. Teens so it's and just costumes. like it's just like going to the spectrum after nine o'clock at night. Ian, any more from me? We're going to have to start paying podcasts the right royalties. So no, it's cute. it's true. I went to all of these. The only one I didn't go to this year was Knott's, but I went to Six Flags, and boy, man, a lot of teens. Yeah, I mean, a lot that's of what teens. They do. We were all teens once. Yeah, we yeah. were decades ago. Now I'm too old. And I then was we teen all twenty years ago. Well, none of us have uh, killed our entire family for immortality and then had to keep them alive as ghosts in order to keep that said immortality. Now, did he exactly. kill his entire family or did he just kill his sister it, to complete I, the ritual? And then everybody it, else had been as, killing each other. Yeah. Yeah, I took it as he sacrificed, he, he gave a blood sacrifice, like his sister, just his sister, for his immortality. That's how I took it, but I could be wrong. The one hey, part, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't Go even ahead. spell my Twitter handle, so <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> I just think like all the main points of this book um, sort of get dropped or left behind, like in the interest of of page count, like, uh, you know, like what actually did he do to like to give himself the immortality? What is the deal with the actual house? Like, is there a curse on the house? Who are the actual other ghosts? Are those really human ghosts? Are they like there's a portal to hell, I guess? Is that actually a portal? Like there's a bunch of these little things that are brought in as plot points, but also as like flavor that just don't really make it that far. Yeah, I I agree. So, okay, going into this book, I remember um, just like thinking of like the premise of it and uh, remembering when we read the first issue. I was pretty excited about it. Um, I thought it was an interesting premise. They set up a lot of stuff, and I think the characters that they introduced 
up front were fairly interesting or interesting enough. Um, and it definitely feels like there wasn't a ton of, um, I don't know like if the right words pay off, but it kind of feels like either we didn't get enough of kind of what motivates some of these characters or we didn't see some of their development. So I, I, I really thought Oliver King was super interesting because it was like the reason he like kept harping on it. You're here because you're like the skeptic, man. Like you're supposed to be able to do this. And the thing is he's integral to the story in that he comes up with the idea of you know, well, like, have it possess someone. But that's not driven by being a skeptic. So it, it kind of feels like the skeptic part of it was just to have him, like, be a, a barrier for all the other characters throughout. However, or, he ends or up Or just being, to have a guy who's going, what's going on, so that they can exposition. <laughs> right, right. It, it, but he, like, you know, he's like, that's not true. I don't, like, this isn't possible. But then he ends up being like the thing that, that that gets things moving, that sets the plan in motion, like that, that like actually starts it like unclogs the story. So that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of I don't want to hog all the character talks. So I don't know if anyone else has anything like for some of the other characters. Maybe where they kind of you know uh, desired a little more, bit more from them. I, I think that I desired a lot more from the main character, um, just because yeah. like Winters. Yeah, I, okay. I just feel like he was. I mean, first of all, he was given a lot of really terrible traits. Like he, they definitely set him up not as a good guy. But I couldn't tell if that was supposed to make you not like him, or if that was supposed to appeal to the people that were really into that like kind of trope. He's like, I want a fifty suit, the kind that Sinatra would wear, and like I want a broad, and I want a, a cigarette, and I'm like, I want to say mean things to women i'm just like okay man like are we supposed to want this guy to die because i really want this guy to die <laughs> right it, and it, and i guess at the very end when he gets this sort of like redemption i'm like wait what what why why does he get to why did he survive the first time that's the other thing they always talk about his whole like failed um like three or four times it's mentioned his failed casino heist where his team apparently became possessed and he had to kill them all and then he has this weird ptsd but they don't talk about the ptsd they just talk about the guilt of him surviving and that's it like that's his whole experience is you've had experiences with ghosts before they were they possessed your team and left you alive and well, i don't see, know man that, his whole character was... spiraled that was a weird thing for me because I, I think he made it a point to say he's he's not haunted by the fact that he had to kill them because he's the type of person who'll do whatever needs to be done to get mm -hmm. the job done. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, but what he do, what he is haunted by, I, I think according to him, was that his team got possessed because that wasn't part of the risk. That wasn't part. You know, there was always that part of the risk that y'all could die. This is yeah. a heist, but you know the possession thing. But it, it's never really like. I feel like that's one of those things that's not really ever ex explored. You know, it, it's it, we don't know that he's haunted by it until he just comes out and says it, and then that's kind of it. You know, it, there wasn't like a dramatic build up to it. There wasn't like a breakdown around it. Um, so it, it was a little bit like you were saying, maybe something that got left out 
in the interest of page count. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, I'm, to use a phrase from the old from the old show that we used to use a lot is is at least for that part it seems like that was a tell, but they didn't really show it. It was they did not follow the show don't tell rule there. Uh, I think it's I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, we don't get everything about these characters. This isn't the only collection of ghosted. Like there was more issues than these five or six that we read. So it could be we're looking at a they're planting future plot seeds. Yeah. I mean, it is, I will say this, the one thing it does well is at least it is a complete story. At the end of this, like, this yeah. story arc is done, and here you go. Whether for better or worse, it is, this This story is completed. Um, Alan, I'm not saying it's was, necessarily good. I'm just no, saying that no, no, maybe that's neither. why they did that. This I, I know five issues, right? Five issues, yeah, yeah. I double-checked. I don't, I think the main issue is the main character is very thinly drawn. Like, there's not, not even, not not art-wise, but like, He's just like, I feel like it's like, yeah, we want to have this Danny Ocean character, but we didn't actually watch Ocean's Eleven close enough to understand why Danny Ocean is great because he's kind of a lovable scumbag to where this dude's just a scumbag. Yeah, right. There's no lovable part to him. There's no redeemable factor of him. And they tried to add it in at the end where it's like, oh, but he he just doesn't want this to happen to his team. It wasn't fair to them. And so now he's not going to let this happen to this team. And so here you go, bad guy. Take your comeuppance. And it's like, like, yeah, but at that point. Who cares? All he does for that is just be like, look, I know you're going to turn on us because of your boss's interests. um, So I just offer this psychic more money. Yeah. And I mean, it's thinly veiled at that. I don't know. I don't. There's no growth or change or anything. The character is the same as he was at the beginning, except for now he's on a private island instead of at prison. (laughs) Like He he doesn't grow or change at all. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the only maybe true character development maybe is Oliver King. Um, yeah. yeah. E- even then, like we don't, it's, it's not nobody like really by, it's, opinion, it's, but... it, it, it's, it's barely there, but I think it's there to a, a small extent. He's not sitting there being like, Oh man, let me re like my whole belief system. My, he's just like, Oh, I don't know what to believe anymore. G- give me another drink. And, I guess, you know, for the type of story, that should be enough to, you know, imply, like, you don't need to tell us, oh, and then he decided to look into, we, no, fine, whatever. But, um, you know, he's kind of questioning his thing, but the uh, Rusnak, the psychic, she goes on to, um, you know, do kind of like a talk show, like a, you know, like a Maury Povich style paranormal talk show. Looking Which I thought was thing. out of character. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Wait, is Maury yeah. Povich a paranormal show? No, no, no. No, but this like a paranormal, like a paranormal version of Okay, because for a second I was like, Sorry. wait, Genre. did I miss this? Because that sounds... <laughs> I need to rewatch Maury. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, the one brother, um, the surviving the doesn't brother from the, from the Ghost Trackers, um... I feel like there's some sort of implied growth there, but we don't really see kind of what it is. We just know that he's convinced that a ghost got him. And um, I feel like they could have done something with that maybe like, and again, 
page count. This is five issues. What would this look like as six, as eight? You know, where we have a little bit, a little bit of backstory of the ghost hunters, where one of the brothers is a little bit more devil may care, a little bit more like, come on, it'll make for good ratings. And the other one's like, hey, please be careful. Like the stuff's like no joke. You know, maybe one brother is a little bit more shy of the paranormal than the other. And that's the one that survives where the other one is the one that ends up dying. I don't know. Maybe that comes in the next volume, but it would be this, nice yeah. to get a little tidbit. I feel this story is more focused on twists than actually developing and having full, well-rounded characters. Mm-hmm. It's trying to like yeah. be like, oh, but guess what? The old man doesn't just want to go- steal a ghost for no reason. There's a reason behind it, and guess what? Now we're going to trick him by having all these... And then it's like, it, 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 it instead of doing all that, how about we flesh out these characters and maybe spend a little more time doing that than just trying to get to all these cool twists you have in mind. It felt like they had like an outline for what the story would be, but not why characters are doing what they're doing, who these people are, other than just thinly veiled sketches. And, you know, that's that's fine. It's just not something where I'm like, okay, great, I want to read more of this. I'm kind of like, okay, this is done. It was like a popcorn movie, and I'm done with it. Like, Yeah, I think a popcorn movie is a good way to look at it, because I was yeah. just thinking while you guys were talking, and it sounds... I mean, imagine reading this book like it's a... Uh, like it's an hour and a half long B B movie, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a horror movie where most everybody is supposed to die, and at the very end, like the bad person stays the bad person because that's what you went there to see, right? You didn't you didn't go there to see character growth. Like we're looking at this comic probably from the wrong angle. We're probably looking at it from you know all of the other comics we've read that do things so well because either they're playing the really long game or because the um uh, the creators are you know years and years and years veterans and they so they bury all this stuff under layers and layers and layers of uh, illusion and 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 you know clever writing it's but not maybe jonathan this is, hickman yeah exactly maybe this is just supposed to be like a fun horror movie like a horror comic romp right you're supposed to go in see some blood um see some ghosts and be like that was pretty sweet can't wait for the next one I and mean, then i guess go back to drinking your coors i would like i would see this movie if I'm somebody sure told me, would, yeah. if somebody told me, like, "Oh, you want to go see this movie?" It's like a horror movie heist movie. I'd be like, "Yes." I feel. I like can love, imagine love heist movies. I could imagine it, this movie back to back with like a Final Destination of some kind, like a Final Destination six. To a certain extent, a lot of movies, or a lot of comics now, not all of them, but but there are some comics that are functionally just pitch documents. Yeah. Uh, a good example of that is Cowboys versus Aliens, which yeah. they they wrote a script, tried to pitch it, couldn't get it pitched wrote it as a comic, and then they were successfully able to get a movie with Harrison Ford made. That's yeah. astonishingly bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right, Alan. I think it kind of works on a level of, like, it's basically a popcorn movie. Yeah. So, but like that, fan the, casting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but like, oh see, man, I hadn't thought about that. All right, I'm going to go Alan Moore and everybody. I'm sorry. But, like, that all makes right. me angry that, like, the comic medium is being looked at as, like, well, we're just going to use this as a playground for this like script that we can't make work. Stone. To then, like, yeah, it's like, it's not, though. Like, it can be more right. than that, you know? That oh, being yeah, said, it I, absolutely can. That being said, I'm also... Alan Moore myself. I've been watching the new Watchmen show, and it's great. Sorry, Alan, this is it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, keep keep in mind that it could also be like a freshman or a sophomore a sophomore attempt at a comic, and then you know yeah. they get just enough money to make it, and you know maybe things get in the way, and they got to cut pages. And yeah, wasn't yeah, this originally kickstarted? Is that true? I think I I I feel like it was, and I might I, be making that up. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, but I mean, this is this is why I feel like 
the like, talking through these comics is always good because I, I find myself, especially with like all the books that Chewie used to bring, you know, like Colder, for example, where I'm like, dang, this book is super not my speed. But at the same time, like by the time you're done with it, you're sort of, well, I've read all of it, so I have to analyze it now. And, and there are parts of it that are good and parts of it that aren't so good. And, you know, you look at it this way and it's great. And you look at it this way and it's really not good. But, you know, it depends on who you are. And like even even books like this, if you're into a quick read, that's um, a good amount of gore and, and ghost action. I mean, like you get to the fireworks factory. Yeah, you know, nobody you can ever nobody can ever sure. say that uh, they stalled you out on this one. That's for sure. There's no lack of payoff. Yeah. It's definitely all payoff throughout the whole, um, throughout all of the books. I well, would say. You know what's interesting? If we look at, um, Josh Williamson, Joshua Williamson, yeah. um, I believe this came out shortly before, um, shortly before Nailbiter. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Nailbiter, which we also read, or at least I don't remember if we read just the first issue or if it was the first trade. But um, that seemed to have a little bit more world built into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be a little bit more fleshed out in in the sense of, like, you know, what it was going to be about. Um, this one, again, you know, what what's the theme? You know, we, we talked about redemption, even though that's not what Winters wants. Um, I think each character kind of has their own thing for the most part you have um you know whether or not you want it you know what you may need is redemption we have you know things are not always what they seem and you know you can be fallible that would be the thing for king uh for um the i keep forgetting the the jones brothers um they are you know it's it's careful what you wish for you know they wanted proof of the paranormal and you know they got it um for rusnak i'm not sure what the theme is i mean i think for her the theme was uh don't don't doubt the faithful you know i mean it's like it's that Mm. thing where you know she was the she's the true believer she was the one with the power and she was the most underestimated but had anybody just like managed to be like, "Hey, we're gonna trust you on this," well, I mean, with the exception of the amount of money she was getting paid um, to be the bad guy. But uh, but I mean, like, she saw the ghost immediately, and right. then didn't she's tell like, anybody. Oh, there's nothing she's sort here. Of, yeah, exactly. So I think that Doesn't whole thing was like just like, me. it's sort of like the the weird kid. You know, it's like you know the weird kid knows stuff too. You know, yeah. just no, stuff that's like, a good point. All right, so maybe that's a lesson for like. The, the reader more so than the character um, for Anderson. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's just like you, you reap don't what you sow and like what you what sow you is sow violence, too. you know? So that's how it ends. You know, um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's that, that one's like a little bit weird. Cause that's it was like probably, the, probably a lesson in blind loyalty. I would yeah. think. You know, don't trade one master for another. Yeah. Right. You know, she she mentioned like, uh, what's his face rescuing her from like, um, yeah, uh, human trafficking, yeah. and then it's just like, well, I'm gonna follow you forever now, and it's just right. so that oh, was her downfall if she yeah, had thought about it critically. Trafficked again, yeah, yeah, exactly. The um, but but the character that 
kind of perplexes me the most is Robbie Trick. I mean, he he was brought onto it. At, so Winters wasn't brought into it per se because he was the best thief, but because he was a master planner and he had experience with the paranormal. Um, Robbie Trick was selected by Winters because Robbie Trick was a thief. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know what his I feel deal like- is. I feel like there's also some paranormal stuff because in the epilogue page where they show everybody doing their stuff, he's definitely meeting with shadowy figures and selling some sort of... They said right. not only was he a thief, is he is a fence. He can sell anything. And so I think that there's there was sort of a hint of like, is he just a stage magician or is it more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he knew what he was talking about when he said he could do an exorcism. And I'm like, yeah, wait, yeah. what? What's happening? Yeah, that was one, that was another line. character where they just sort of like, and I feel like a lot of the characters were very broad strokes because they're relying on these sort of tropes from horror movies and from uh, heist movies. And it's kind of a neat thing to sort of mix the tropes from the two different styles of movie. But um, but yeah, because he was, he was sort of like the fallen priest slash old old thief mixed yeah, together I and everybody that. i think most of the characters you could you could sort of do that too like the twins were obviously like a combination of the like tech guys from like oceans 11 and like a you know paranormal researchers from movies like uh you know blair witch or uh insidious, activity, yeah. insidious. yeah um and i mean even yeah everybody kind of had that mix of the two tropes. And I think that that's like, I, th- I think we might be looking a little bit deeper than was intended. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But we I always do this. But we talked about that. And I, yeah. I think that it's not bad to look deeper, but if you look deeper and find out that it doesn't hold up, then you shouldn't look that deep, you know, like, well, then, requires... I mean, you say, well, then you lesson learned. Yeah. exactly. Uh, well, hey, let's, let's talk about the art. Yeah. It's art time. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that the art in this book is really, really great, specifically the art style, um, because I love the texture on the brush that gets used. Yeah. Um, it definitely seems like the artist has a lot of fun drawing the ghosts and like the like he's really into drawing those uh, like demonic forms and like the wispies and just like, man, all of the creepy stuff looks so good. All of the people look good too, don't get me wrong, but it definitely, like, I felt all of the energy from all the ghost stuff. I feel like the ghosts and the creepy stuff is very Junji Ito. Mm hmm. Mm. I get that. But so much black ink, like black yeah. ink everywhere. Yeah. On, yeah. like, a, on, a, on a brush pen that definitely, like, has, um, like, a, um, like a, a graininess to it. So it gives it a little bit of pulp feeling. Like, it definitely it gives you, like, that, uh, that yeah. sort of maybe lower quality paper feel um, yeah. if you're going to hold it in your hands. Yeah, it's um, got that kind of pulp noir kind of a thing mm-hmm. going on. Exactly. But it also makes for good colors, especially with all the like the dark um, pastel purples and a lot of black that gets used. Yeah. Um, the red, the yellow, like all those warning colors just up against like really dark blacks and blues that really make everything sort of pop uh, mm. when, it needs to, when it needs to get creepy and weird. Yeah, and I feel like the character designs are... Uh, like every character has a very different, not just like face, but like everything about them is different. And I think that, oh, yeah. that like there's never a chance where you're like, oh, is this this guy or that guy? Because yeah. everybody is different. Somebody's short, somebody's tall, different skin colors, different hair dudes. Um, all that stuff I think makes a makes a makes it really easy to pick out the characters. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely think the character design is a, is really good. Yeah, anything old, anything supernatural, all that stuff, I, I was very impressed by. Um, anything that's supposed to be creepy, I think, is really well done. A um, couple of times, some of the action from the living felt a tiny bit stiff. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure exactly what it is. Like, I'm looking at a panel here with... Um, Anderson, where it is when they get trapped in the house after dark, um, and she's got a gun and she's gonna try to shoot this ghost in the face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. But it, I don't, I don't know. Something about the way her hair is, her stance, or something is is um, pretty stiff. But besides that, not too many complaints with the art. Um, but definitely excels with anything remotely creepy um you know ghostly of that nature yeah i agree ian any thoughts um i mean you guys hit hit it pretty well in the head um i enjoy the art it it didn't really to be honest for me it didn't really stand out as something i'm like oh this sets it apart from every other book i've read but it seems consistent with what you'd see in like an image book it's not like it doesn't have that dc marvel house style where it's like has to be glossy or things although in recent years that's kind of changed doesn't have that like what people would consider glossy typical comic book art it's more flat colors like we've talked about um but yeah, I mean, it, it seems consistent with what I would see in like an image book. It just seems like a, a standard style. Um, it's not quite as, speaking of his other work, not quite as, um, I mean, I know it's not the same artist, but like, I feel like Nailbiter has a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, style to it. This 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 is cool, but it doesn't, it, it didn't really jump out at me that much, to be honest. It, it was nice. It worked for the book. <laughs> but you know me, I'm not the, I'm not the art guy. I'm the story guy. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. So I think, uh, I don't know. I, all, all around, I think we decided that you shouldn't look too deep into it. Uh, it's definitely a decent book if you're into the supernatural horror elements. Um, it gets a little creepy and a little uh, and a little gruesome. But really, that's what you're going to be there for. The characters are well-drawn, well, uh, well-stylized, maybe not super well-defined. The story is a little muddy. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it's a decent read if you're looking for uh, like a good, gory, spoopy book um, and you don't mind some adult themes. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's It kind of... I mean, it's kind of fun. I, I like the mixture of the two tropes. I, I like that. I think it's like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it was... You know, a nice lunch break read. <laughs> um, typically, this at the towards the end of the show, we we ask, uh, "Should you read this?" Um, and since the title of our show is "You Should Read This," yeah. that's kind of uh, that's kind of the the overarching uh, joke. But since we are half uh, four color tonight, what do you guys think? Uh, should you read this, Chewy? Um, so I think. If you're looking for something creepy, if you're looking for something, if, if it's if it's the spoopy season, um, and you're looking for something that's not just straight up, you know, just straight demon ghost story, um, I I think so. I think it does add something with mixing the the type, you know, like ghost heist definitely has some elements to it, um, maybe a little bit unexpected. 
compared to just a straight-up haunted house book. So I think in that sense, it's worth a read. And if, you know, you end up finding it pretty interesting, you know, then you've got further volumes to go. But I think it's worth at least reading the first one because of the unique mix. Okay. Ian? Um, I think you should. I think when it comes to most stories in general, you should read things. So you should read this. If only to, like, look at it from perspective of, I mean, especially if you're like a writer, if you want to be a writer in any, in any way, shape or form, this is a good book to look at because I think the lesson it taught me from, from writing and not, this is not a affront against any of his other work. I really enjoyed Nailbiter. Um, but from this one, I've learned premise does not necessarily make good story. Like the premise of, Hey, how do we do a heist book and a, and a haunting thing? That's cool. Um, I think we got to the point where we're like, okay, we know what our characters want, but we didn't really get to that point of what do our characters need? What does this character need? So I would say, I mean, honestly, you should read everything because, you know, you can learn something from it and become a better creator or a better person of, you know, critiquing or enjoying comics or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I would say give this a read even from that perspective. But even, yeah, if you're, look, if I was 15, I would have loved this book. I'd have been like, oh, this is a heist <laughs> guy and there's some ghosts. Like, if you put yourself in the mindset of like, oh, hey, I'm 15 and I love horror movies and I like heists and action and stuff, then, yeah, you'll be all about this. Um yeah, so I would say, yeah, give it a read. You'll From from one perspective or the other, you'll learn something and take something out of it, sure. Okay, Ryan, you want to go next? Um, sure, I... Eh, it's not... <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Look, man, um, <laughs> I look, tried. <laughs> look, it's a, it's a fun... It's a fun... Uh, it's a fun beach read. It's a fun... Uh, <laughs> like, uh, sitting, handing out candy to kids on Halloween night read. Sure. Uh, it's not gonna make any top books in my opinion lists, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would say, I know. Uh, I would, I know of probably some people that would find this fun to read. So yeah, you should read it if you're into it, and if you're not into it, eh, I'm sure you know. Like it's there ten other bucks. Things. There's worse yeah, things you spend ten bucks yeah, on. Good. For sure, put it on your shelf. It'll fill it out and make it look pretty. There yeah. you go. Gift um, it, gift it to somebody next Halloween after you read it. <laughs> so honestly, uh, Chewy, um, Ian, you've been through this before, or have you? Um, this is like usually where we end it. This is we we just go. You should read this, and then we have a sort of terrible outro that we still haven't nailed down yet. Usually, usually <laughs> we say our social media stuff here. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, so so let me do that real quick. If you happen to have stumbled upon this episode by listening to the ancient antiquated four color commentary um, feed, then uh, please come listen to our new show. It's called you should read this. Uh, you can get to it. At you should read this dot club uh, or on Twitter at YSRT comics on Instagram and Facebook at you should read this comics. Uh, listen, it's, it's me and Alan talking about comic books. We had Ian on an episode or rather, we will. We will in the future. <laughs> it's recorded uh, in the past and sent to the future. And and we will have Chewie on an episode one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, day. I, sorry, I was just distracted by Ian saying it's recorded in the past and sent to the future, and my thought was, as all things are. No, but this is like the far <laughs> past. We oh. now jumped. Oh, oh Chewie, that hurt me, man. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. Oh Behold, gosh, it's like too deep for age. right now. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, no, I want to do something. I, I actually have something in mind for future stuff and, nice. um, 
I think I, I might want to do something Christmassy with you guys. Ooh, I, I okay. Think oh, okay. I, have, I already have a book in mind. Nice. Well, right. we'll, we'll talk off, off mic. Yeah. Uh, but since this is, in a sense, a, a four-color reunion episode, I don't know, boys, life updates? Well, what do you guys want to do? Oh, man. Let's, real quick, because um, this is, I mean, do you guys want to do life updates or do you want to do some back matter? Because we, I'm sure we all have a bunch of stuff to talking oh, about. Boy. Talk about. I voted against instantly dating this episode by talking about whatever <laughs> news articles came across our feed today. <laughs> all right. Okay. My, my, my life updates are, uh, spoiler alert, they're, they're not that exciting. Um <laughs> I've 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 been adulting real hard. Like today, I was like, you know what? I don't have to worry about like paying rent, so I'm gonna set up auto pay for rent. And I did that, and I was excited for a good twenty minutes after that, being like, man, that's gonna be great. Like, I won't have to worry about that. I'm old now. Um, no, I mean like you know, it, currently October, so Inktober's going on. I do this thing where I get behind and I catch up a bunch. Um, so just been kind of focusing on that and just, you know, kind of busy with work and life and all that jazz, a lot of wheels turning in my mind grapes about things I want to say and things I want to write down. Um, and it's kind of a hodgepodge of topics. So I'm kind of trying to figure out the best way to get some of that out there in a way that's, uh, meaningful to anyone besides myself um, starting to see certain themes and the things that I want to say so um, I don't know keep it keep it keep an eye out there I'm not going to put a timeline on it but I think I'm getting to a point where you know I, I need to start putting pen to paper on some stuff but besides that you know man just I'm just just hanging in there I'm just hanging in there by a thread trying to, to lose my sanity <laughs> nah, things have been good. It's it's weird when I can look back at the past, you know, however long it's been and just be like, yeah, thing, things are good. Things are, you know, kind of like trending up for me just on a personal level. And um, in, in a way, that's kind of eerie and unsettling. I'm happy for you, Joe. <laughs> Thank How you. How about you, Ian? Um, I mean, not too much, uh, for, if you have actually listened since four color commentary, uh, and I have a lady friend in my life for past few months, uh, it's been five months just recently. So, uh, that's been going good. Uh, she's great. Um, living on my own now, so I'm not living with Chew anymore. We used to live together and that's where we used to record the podcast all together. Now, uh, we live separately. He lives with his lady friend and I live with, uh, myself and maybe yeah. soon in the There's future, my lady friend, but not right away. That lives here. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Chewie lives with someone else. Yeah, also. Chewie's got a new They're... best friend, and I am now old hat. But <laughs> because of that, you know, I've, I've I've pulled myself out from under that rock. I've gotten, you know, heartbreak happens to us all. Uh, you know, we all have to go through. We all have to learn lessons. We all have to secretly hate. Um, I mean, it's all. <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. No, it's right not. Now. It's not true. Um, no, 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 really. no, no, no. Well, we're all good. Um, it was it was my choice to move out on my own. Not Chewie was like, "Hey, you want to move in with me?" And I said, "I'm good, dude. I think I think I'm ready to try it on my own and see how it goes." And so far, it's been good, except for on my wallet. But that's okay. You know what? It's a it's a learning experience. It's a new life experience. Um, 
other than that, creatively, um, I've been um, working on, uh, well, I don't know if it's actually going to be a YouTube series or a podcast. It's going to be something uh, involving uh, theme parks eventually if uh, my, my, my other partner uh, gets around to actually wanting to do it with me. Um, we've been debating back and forth on how we want to do this, but me personally, I've been taking some courses on writing. Um, I've been trying to, uh, I mean, we've still been playing D and I've been trying to learn how to do DMing stuff like Alan does only I did it with an audience of one and it was okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really falling back into the storytelling element after being out of like trying to do that for some time and really learning the craft and, you know, kind of looking at things and art that I you know, consume from a perspective of how can I learn from it as opposed to just like, well, that was fun. Like, what can I learn from it? What can I, how can I dive into this and, and, and delve it? Chewy knows this. Chewy, Chewy, Chewy and I found this out when we had a, took a Kelly Sue DeConnick writing workshop, which is you read something or watch something to enjoy it normal once. And then you have to watch mm. it again and be like, okay, let's break this down at a time and yeah. into how this thing works. How did this machine work? Whether for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. But things are going good. Life's good. Um, I miss I miss talking comics with you guys. This was nice to kind of uh, kind of get this back. Uh, it's been yeah. a while since we've done this, so yeah, it's See. nice. Oh, I I forgot. I also kind of got somewhat into photography, and that's kind of this interesting thing and part of my brain that I feel hasn't been exercised before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do something with that. We'll see. There's a, lo- nice. there's a lot of clay. I got a lot of clay on my hands right now. Dude, even that new iPhone, man, you got that new iPhone is in six, is great for photos. I'm, I know, I know, yeah. Alan, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this new, this new iPhone is pretty great for photos. I'm I, saying. I, I gotta say there's something, there's something about having hobbies that aren't monetized and aren't for public consumption. Yep. That's uh, true. Like I, I, I like, let me put it this way. We all play D and D together. Uh, and we talked and thought a long, for a long time about what if we recorded these and released them so that people on the internet could listen to them. And then we all decided, right. what if we just didn't? What if we just right. had fun with it? And uh, I got to tell you that the idea of a hobby that you just do for fun for you, it's kind of neat. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I, mm, I don't know. Like maybe it's tied into that in some way, but I, I've been having a lot of, weirdly well not weirdly deep i guess but like probably too in-depth feelings and thoughts about a lot of sports related stuff like from from a like i'm not i'm not writing for espn why am i thinking of things in that like (laughs) sense like why are my thoughts articulated in such a way that i feel like it's like oh like it's got to be edited in my head um and i think it's it's stemming from a couple of really bad seasons and <laughs> time periods for some of the teams that, that I really like um, where I, it's getting to a point where I'm like, like trying to like cut through the chuffa, you know, like trying to like not buy the lie quite as much. And um I, I feel it feels a little bit more like I'm thinking about the thing like for me rather than like what it's supposed to be or whatever. And I guess like that's in some way kind of like doing a hobby for you as opposed for the end product. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just that, that was a train of thought that you put me on Ryan. Sorry. I feel like that's a good ending. Just the, <laughs> I don't know where this came from or whatever. Uh, Ian, <laughs> 
do you want to do you want to wrap us up classic style Sure. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening to uh, this uh, current hybrid of a four color commentary reunion on You Should Read This. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we uh, we want to wish you all a very happy Halloween uh, and, and spooky season of the year. Um, and uh, we want to invite you back for next time in the future where maybe I might talk about the X-Men. I don't know if that's the next episode, but I, I sure hope it is. It, it is, is the next episode. Yeah, so come and hear me talk about X-Men and remember that no matter who you are, what you do to live, strive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, that was good. Uh, this is the first you should read this where we know what we're going to read next time. <laughs> we know what the next episode is ahead of time. Ooh. Let's not make that a thing. Don't talk about uh, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, this is the part where we just sort of like... No, no, this is... I, we're we're going to do the four-color sign-off. So we're going to do the four colors? Are I'm you sure? Alan. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, okay. I want to um, hear Ian say, say the line. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to go. Ready? Here yeah. we go. Oh, no, I'm changing into a werewolf. I'm Alan. Woo. I want to read your comic books. I'm Chewy. Uh, brains, brains. I'm Ian. He's alive. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Stay near mint, everybody, and remember, keep reading comics because they're gonna keep getting written. <laughs> Wiggly <Nice>. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>